Well, the basically like, um, okay, you've ever, you've heard of the Church of Pergamum uh, in Turkey? No. And there was a people there called uh, uh, the the Temple of Jupiter, which was okay. one of uh, Rome's high gods. Well, the scriptures call that the devil's seat. And uh, so they, the, the Nazis actually went down there and dismantled that whole thing out of Pergamum and brought it to Germany and uh, and reassembled it. And uh, Albert Speer, who was the architect of, uh, of Nazi Germany, based all of his technology or his architecture on that type of, uh, uh, like the, the Nuremberg uh, rallies and all that, that was all based on the, 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 the temple at Pergamum, it's uh, Jupiter's temple. And uh, so... Yeah, and they were very occultish, and uh, so they. Uh, but they wanted Christian relics because they thought it would bring them power. They were looking for the sword of Lung or the spear of Longinus, who was said to have pierced the side of Christ. That was supposed to whoever had that. They were they could conquer everything. So they were very much into um, uh, the occult, looking at that. Uh, and uh, the, the, what really blows me away is that. So many people in that country were duped. And so they'd say, oh, it could never happen here in the United States. Uh, it's happening here because the, the whole nation was duped. A lot of them didn't even know that there were concentration camps or work camps. When Eisenhower came in there, I remember reading a story about a town. I can't remember the town in Germany. He forced all the people to go down to the camp and work in it and clean it up. And showed them what what their their Führer was doing, and uh, but you know they were smart. There were no death camps in Germany per se. They were all in the outlying countries like Poland, like Auschwitz and Tbilisi uh, or Tbilisi, whatever that. But uh, they had, but the work camps like Dachau, they were in Germany. Those were true work camps. They were not death camps. Uh, so uh, it's. Uh, the whole socialist hierarchy I always get cracked me up when people say from my point of view that oh you're a Nazi I'm going Nazi is an acronym for uh, uh, the National Socialistic German Workers Party so what does liberty have to do with Nazism it's not it's, <laughs> no it's <you> know, <clears throat> no I was gonna say it's like crazy a, when, like I was in in, when they were talking about the the, the fight between the 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 Antifa and the Nazis. And I'm sitting there going, well, it's funny to me because they're the two factions of Marxism fighting against each other. Neither one wants freedom. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. When I was over in Poland, I went uh, to Auschwitz. And so my wife was, she grew up in Poland. So like you said, one of the things that's nice is being able to talk to people in other countries over the internet, but it's always great to talk to people from other countries about, you know, the history they brought up learning. Because we're here and we think our history books are pretty much the same history books around the country. So she was telling me about what uh, she learned growing up in Poland. And a lot of Polish people actually were very upset, she said, uh, as she grew up, with um, just Jews in general. Because 
the story worldwide was turned that it, w- it was really only Jews. And she said, and there were a lot of Polish people that were actually put into Auschwitz and killed. People that she knows that had relatives that were, but that always got lost in like the big, the big narrative story. And I said, really? Tell-. So she's telling me all this. And meanwhile, I'm sitting on my phone, Googling, looking things up. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. See, yeah, I never heard that when I was in school. And so it started off as... It was like a Polish army barracks, basically, taken over by the Nazis. Next thing you know, they were locking uh, uh, Polish political dissidents in there, uh, then military guys, and they started bringing in some of the Russian uh, soldiers, the POWs, and bringing them in. I mean, and then, from what I heard, and then the next thing you know, they start torturing people, and then they're like, hey, this would be great. Let's bring some of the Jews from the ghettos that we set up, because we went and looked at the Jewish ghetto uh area and you know start bringing them in there and then hey what the hell we'll just work them to death and then kill them it was like basically uh what was going on so it was interesting hearing you know her take on it and the way that they learned about it plus on top of it i guess there was uh, a few years back maybe 10 or 15 years back there was a a gentleman that that came I don't know. For all I know, he was like an Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson type. But basically, he rose up out of the Jewish community in Poland and started criticizing Poland, saying that they actually were in cahoots with the Nazis. And this, again, it's like 10 or 15 years ago. Poland passed a law, I guess, that made it illegal for Jews to criticize Poland because they were pissed off that this guy was out there trying to say that Poland was in cahoots with the Nazis when this was going on. And then they, they shut down that that line of uh, thought really quickly. You know, it's really interesting. The, the One of the high generals that was assassinated in uh, Prague, uh, he was known as the Butcher of Prague, Reinhard Heydrich. He was half Jewish. Mm-hmm. So was he- yeah, and and uh, and and also they're saying that Hitler had Jewish blood in him through his mother's side. <clears throat> so I've, I've, heard, I've heard that as well. I actually listened to a couple of podcasts. Uh, I mean, again, sometimes this stuff is part fact and then part people kind of spe- you know, independent journalists are trying to connect dots. I don't. There was actually talks that possibly his mother. I don't know. His mother may have been raped by a Rothschild. That she was. I think a maid for, did you ever hear that? Yeah, I've, I've heard some inferences to that. Or his but, grandmother uh, or something. Yeah, it was something like that. But it, but no, it's, we were talking about this on the phone. And unfortunately, in the world we live in, you have to be so careful what you talk about. Sadly, uh, free speech is, is a lie. But uh, no, there's folks like George Soros and Henry Kissinger, Yuval Noah Harari, uh, these guys that are Jewish, and then you hear them spouting off stuff as if they work for the Nazis. I mean, Sidney Gottlieb, who was the CIA chemist who was running all the MK Ultra mind control programs out of Fort Detrick here in the United States, was trained. This is the government official narrative, the documents they released. They'll, they could be a lie, but this is what the government admits to, that Sidney Gottlieb was trained by Nazi and Japanese torturers. This guy, Sidney Gottlieb, was Jewish. It's like, you know, uh, and then he's running all these illegal experiments on people here. He set up um, torture camps in uh, East Asia and in Europe where we he was literally literally allowed under the cia to drug people torture them and kill them you know it's like this stuff is 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 nuts and i always tell people you don't even have to go into the conspiracy side conspiracy theory side this is what the government admits to 
<laughs> I mean, you look at all the stuff from Operation Paperclip and stuff like that, and it's right there. I mean, you can just see it. Uh, and how many of those people uh, could have had Jewish background? You know, the scripture is very uh, um, uh, clear on non-Jewish believers. God the Father don't even consider them part of the family. They're just evil people that are trying to ruin the planet. Uh, Jesus Christ uh, calls uh, uh, the synagogue of Satan. So, and, and it's very amazing. I mean, the, the scripture goes into saying when the, the judgment day comes and they just say, and Michael subdues Satan and you could see, and people will be marveling, this is the person that we've been afraid of? Mm -hmm. or, not the, or not the person, but the entity. It's just like, what were we thinking? Mm -hmm. You know, this we actually have more power than Satan. And the fact is, is that uh, he who is in dwelt with us is more powerful than he can say could ever be. So once we take the Holy Spirit and we're uh, there, there's nothing the forces of evil can't um, uh, destroy us. Uh, I mean, Jesus said, be, be fearful of not who can destroy your body, but who can destroy your soul. So, mm -hmm. So well, let, me, well, let, let me ask you this because I think because I just want to clarify. So you you have this three and a half years, all right? Because I, I just want to ask you lead up to a question. I'm gonna now that we put all this stuff in the middle, we talk all interesting stuff there. Three and a half years of this perceived prosperity. Next thing you know, it all starts breaking down, right? Um, the Antichrist is shot in the head. You said right. Yeah, and then he, he takes a fatal wound to the head, is what the scripture actually says. It doesn't say a shot, but oh, okay. uh, it's the modern vernacular, most people use guns. So he, uh, so maybe, maybe maybe he gets a brain chip gone wrong. No, so then yeah. he, uh, so then he rises again. Now, how far are we into it at this point? We're like, is this where you get the full seven years? We're about about three and a half in the into it. Uh, so. And actually, I think in the book of Jude, it actually says, once you see the abomination of desolation, actually, it's like 1,200 and some odd days. You can count the days from the day you see that to the return of Christ. Until you see, uh, what is it? The abomination, what? Desolation. Which is what? Which is the, the Antichrist sets an image of himself in the temple. Okay, and that would be in the form of, of what? Like a, a statue, statue, a poster? Yeah. Okay. And, the and, and this, one, this will be the temple. This is the statue. I mean, this is the temple we're talking about that has to be erected at the Temple Mount. Okay. So you said from the day that they erect this statue of this person, of, or of this character, the Antichrist, it's uh, 1,200 and what? It's 1,200 and some odd days. I'd have to go. I'd have to break okay. open Jude to look at it okay but, uh, until until what occurs until the the second advent of christ which will be what christ coming back to earth coming back in the clouds okay so Every he comes time. so he got now yeah. in between in between the statue being erected and christ returning is that where the rapture happens between there or when christ I, comes I, back I, I think the rapture will happen right about that point uh and then once that happens there will be no more true believers on the planet of christ uh there will be the marriage supper of the lamb with the, the believers so the antichrist will turn his wrath on the jewish people 
Mm. Oh, the Antichrist will turn his wrath on the Jewish people. And they will, the, the Jewish people will be, they will flee and have to hide out in the, in the mountains around Jordan and all that. And the, and they're, they're, they're going to be, uh, uh, they will be protected. The, the, the ones that are chosen, and there's going to be 144,000, uh, uh, people. I believe that they're Jewish people that, have, uh, know who the Messiah is that are going to be preaching the word of God at that time frame too. And there's also going to be two witnesses that will, nobody will kill them. They can't kill them. And uh, they, there's a lot of people believe that they are the, uh, the returning of Enoch and, um, um, Elijah, the prophets of the old Testament. Those are the only two prophets that were never killed. They never died. They were taken into heaven without death. Okay, taken so, to heaven before they died, like in, a, in their physical body. Were, yeah, yeah. So they, so the Bible says that everybody is appointed to die once. So, mm -hmm. so I'm thinking with, by my own logic, okay, they're going to go back and be the two witnesses in Jerusalem, and then when the time is done, when their mission is done, then they will be killed, and everybody in the world will see them being killed, mm -hmm. and they'll they'll oh, this is great and all that. But it's just but that, that's before that, or after the Christians are true believers are raptured. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's after the the true believers are raptured. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the true I, believers I think, are. I think the witnesses will will come on scene before the rapture, but uh, but definitely after the abomination of desolation, I think that that's it's it's right in there. See, when when you're looking at Bible prophecy. A lot of people will tend to look at it as a linear thing. Uh -huh. It's as it's been explained to me, it's kind of going on a linear thing, but it's circles. So uh -huh. a lot of things could be happening at the same time. Right, right. Which yeah, I understand. It's it's like all the stuff we're witnessing now. There's a million mm -hmm. different overlying pieces on all all this at all times going on. That's why you can't dissect and analyze all of it because there's just so much now. So so as this is occurring, um, then all of a sudden you have the true believers raptured. What is it? What happens after that? You said so. The Jews now have to flee. So the, yeah, the, world, the, world the world continues, the whole, right? The whole world is going to go to, to, to hell. It's going to be <laughs> hell on earth. I mean, it, it, uh, the wrath of God is going to be poured out. You're going to have a third of the oceans turned to blood. Uh, there's going to there's a, the, a comet called Wormwood that's supposed to hit. It's supposed to poison uh, another third. Uh, I mean, if Christ does not come back when he does, the, the world will die. If Christ doesn't That's come how. back, the world will die. If Christ comes back, it still gets really, really bad. Uh, but but the true believers are raptured. The world yeah. now. So, let, now this is what I want so to ask be, you. There will be survivors that have never taken the mark, and they will they will be brought into the millennial reign, and they will uh, live with Christ at that time. But the population of the world will be so decimated that it's. The one thing I think is Ezekiel or I think was saying that that the bodies will be piled up so much that the, all the birds of uh, carrion eaters of the world will be descending there to try to get rid of the bodies that will be uh, the carnage is going to be so bad.
by the time that, that Christ comes back. Yeah, and, and when he does, when he sets foot on the Mount of Olives, it's going to split in two, and, yeah. uh, and then he is going to wreak havoc on the Antichrist armies, and uh, uh, Psalm 83 gives an explanation on that. There, uh, there's, it's all, when you look at when the Psalm 83 gives you the names of the nations that he destroys of the Old Testament, the, the names that they're given there, and you Google them in to see what they are today, they're all Islamic nations today, every single one. Yeah. Now, let, let me ask you this question. So if you look at um, this whole situation, do you think there's any chance that this has happened multiple times throughout history? It, no. like, they, tried no? that, it, they tried to say that the, the, the tribulation period happened during the reign of Nero. No, it didn't happen. It, 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 the, the world did not go into the chaos that it is. I mean, it's just... Things didn't. Um, I uh, when people bring that up to me, I'm going. So if Nero was the Antichrist, who were the two witnesses? Mm. How come there's no anything in history about who the witnesses were? Who were the 144,000 that were spreading the word of God? Who? Uh, I don't know. I'm just wondering if it's happening. It's like every time humanity gets to this point, it's like God's the reset. Thing, the only, <laughs> Jesus basically says the end times will be like it was in the days of Noah. Mm yeah so when you go read back in that period so that's also a spiritual aspect because at that time you had what they called the nephilim which were the 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 fallen angels that uh, interbred with uh, uh uh human women and ended up with these giants mm -hmm. and so and the revelation also speaks in during this tribulation period that the veil between the spirit realm and our realm are going is going to be lifted so mm -hmm. you're going to be seeing spiritual stuff right before you <laughs> and it's no. and a lot of hearts will fail them now i know a lot happens. of people don't like to predict stuff based on dates but i mean look you're not a pastor on a stage getting paid to put on a performance based on everything you see going on today and uh, we, we we meant you mentioned it on the phone when we talked a few days ago like you know world economic forum and this stuff isn't i mean it's all part of this this whole system thing but what 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 are you thinking that this point is 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 coming uh because to many people it seems like we're moving quickly but at the same time we're not moving that quickly. You think this is 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years? I would years. say, uh, my, my estimation, we, we could see all this come to fruition in 20 years. If it doesn't happen in my lifetime, it's going to be a, a big surprise. Yeah, I mean, you think it does just because of you the acceleration of the decay of society, or as you said, uh, sort of the, the unveiling of just like all this pure evil that's around everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, because the evil that was expounded in during the time of uh, of uh, Noah and all the immorality that was going on. Boy, we are seeing it right now. It is. I've never seen it like this. I mean, there was always some sort of a restraining thing going on. It's like, hey, whatever your bent was, if you kept it in your bedroom, I don't care. But now it's right in your face and they're saying you have to accept it. And I, and I don't. 
Yeah, no, no, that's the thing. Yeah, it's project, it's projected everywhere, and it's, you know, and because of the internet, you know, kids five years old are on their phone, the tablet their parents gave, and they're looking at this stuff. It's like, uh, this is why when people ask, "How do you stop?" Like, you can't. Unfortunately, my opinion is it can't be stopped. It's everywhere. It's the culture that we're living in right now. Um, So I wanted to ask you, what's your opinion on? You know, there'll be people that say. Uh, turn the other cheek or what what are what are people supposed to be doing humans supposed to be doing rather than just saying hey i'm just gonna uh, go along to get along and wait until either this happens or they brain chip me or whatever uh, are people supposed to be fighting back and i'm not talking about riding into washington dc on a horse with a musket but i mean fighting back in their own way using their skills their creativity their god-given uh, gifts to preach the word to warn people what are we what do you think we're supposed to be doing well i believe as as believers uh we are to fight against evil our primary thing is a spiritual war we are uh, Ephesians 6 says to put on the full armor of God. We are to do that, to do uh, a spiritual warfare. Unfortunately, that spiritual warfare manifests itself into the, in the mortal realm. And so we have a duty to protect our family, our friends, our, our neighborhoods, and even our, our, if our country is worth protecting at that time to do that. But... Uh, I, I think one of the biggest cancers that ever came into the Christian church was this pacifist talk. Mm. You Oh, you're only supposed to pray about it. You're not supposed to fight against it. It's all been ordained. I'm going, no. <laughs> Scripture tells you that you are to fight against evil. Jesus told us in Luke 22 that if you don't have your cloak, to sell your cloak and buy a sword. And he wasn't talking about the Word of God because not everybody had a Bible back then. There were no Bibles back then, just scrolls. So he was a, was a literal weapon. So what's the sword of today? If you have an AR-15, AK-47, whatever, 22 long rifle, whatever the means. Um, I happen to have a sword, Scottish uh, basket hilt, so I'll use that if I have to. <laughs> but uh, I just... Um, we are to, uh, when we see wrong, we are to point it out and say it's wrong. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we are to actually, you know, like me, I, I fail. I, I swear way too much. I'm so, and they say, oh, you're a Christian. I'm going, yeah, I'm a potty mouth Christian. But I still believe. <laughs> I'm going, I just, I can't. When I see idiocy, it really sets me on end. I just, I like, I can't take it. It's just like, I don't suffer idiots very well. I just got to, I there's times at work, I just got to walk away. Otherwise, I'll get <laughs> uh, a job. So it's just, uh, it, it is that thing. I mean, one of the things like, you know, Paul is the one that brought in a lot of the pacifist, you know, uh, stuff, you know, to, not to uh, buck the system per se. But, but he also said that you go along with the government thing and let, until it interferes with the word of God, then you make your stand. Mm-hmm. You know, like it says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God to what is God's. So, but it doesn't mean that we uh, uh, acquiesce to the whole system. I mean, if it's just simply doing 
saying no to simple things whenever it comes down the pike, you know, taking that stand. That's fighting against evil. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Jesus said, no greater uh, love is it a man for a lay down his life for a, for a brother. I'm going, that's not a pacifist men the mentality. So mm -hmm. you're putting yourself in, in harm. And if it kills you, that's the way it goes. I mean, but you save the life of your brother. So a pacifist says, "You all you just say, all we do is pray. I'm going, okay, yes, praying is a very much a big part of Christianity. And Jesus tells us um, that we must pray. And we also got to, uh, you know, not, you know, he tells us how to pray. Mm -hmm. But it's, but it's all part. We pray, we act, and we also will fight if necessary. Mm -hmm. And, and self-defense is very much biblical so yeah no no that's good so uh, so i mean do you think that people should be because you, you have this this biblical stuff we've been talking about and then you have uh what's going on you know in the world today I, i'm just i talk to technocracy to me really is if you're going to put it in biblical terms i mean technocracy really is the whole beast system as far as i see it it's all, it's all about tagging you know collecting tracking spying slave system i mean that's really all it is humans are not valued as humans or as souls you're basically just a piece of meat your property to the state they let you take in uh, and consume energy in the form of food and oxygen and then you have to put that back into the system where there's no value you're no value to the system i mean there's no difference in communism and socialism uh and these things i mean, go back to the original uh blueprints of technocracy they deemed us to be human engines they declared us inefficient over a hundred years ago so i mean do you see what do you see the beast system as uh from the bible could it be that is it this whole sort of slave state system they're building around us it's the it's the groundwork to make the the antichrist be able to do what he can do so what I, I'm looking at, okay, you've got two major powers right now that want to rule the world. You have the crowd out of Davos, and you have Islam. Somewhere along the line, those two uh, figureheads are going to meet either conflict or they're going to have a meeting of the minds. Because until that happens, the, the Antichrist system is not going to work. I, I just, this is my own personal opinion watching it. And I just, uh, uh, and my wife has brought that up too. And uh, she's, uh, we just got to wait and see what happens. The groundwork is being laid, but how is the, how is this power structure going to work itself out so the Antichrist can come on scene? Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. So do you think the groundwork being laid out as far as we're talking about this technological uh, sort of slave prison system that'll lead to Mark of the Beast, that'll lead to, I mean, the CBDC, I would assume is all tied into it. To me, I mean, when you're really reading this and dissecting the papers, central bank digital currency combined with the universal basic income, it all makes sense in that world. And the microchip in the hand, it's like, come on, how much more obvious could it get at this point? <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I, I mean, like you say, uh, without the mark, you can't buy, you can't sell. 
That's what central bank digital currency is, and it ties back to, uh, as I covered here on the show, the energy certificates, which grew out of the technocracy papers from over 100 years ago. It all ties in. It's the same thing. It has to do with their ability to control you. You can't buy, you can't sell, and you can't build wealth under that system either. And so uh, when you're looking at it, you're like, I mean, how does, how does it get any more obvious? <laughs> what else is it? What else is coming? I agree. I, I, I just... Uh uh when we were brought in the new year uh, remind me back to that old who song you know meet the new boss same as the old boss <laughs> meet the new year same as the old year i mean it's just i don't see anything getting better i just uh more no. deterioration uh the only thing that i can the only thing that gives me any grounding on truth is the bible because everything else can be manipulated and and uh and uh, I mean, not to say that they don't manipulate the Bible, but if you have a good translation and you have a good understanding, you're, you're, you're not going to be deceived. Well, that's what I was going to say. If, if you think the rapture is good, then everything is getting better because we're moving closer to it. <laughs> it just depends yeah. on how you I, look at it. Just, <laughs> we're going to have to go through a lot of hardship to get there. <laughs> I, I know. Well, that's the sad so, part. Yeah, you it's know, I, a lot of people I mean, die, and that's. I was going to say. I was going to say that's the scary part for people that don't that don't uh, understand it. You know, it's interesting because right now I'm covering. Uh, I don't want to say mm -hmm. the author's name until I'm done, but 1995 paper called Industrial Society and Its Future. And the author had posed the question in 1995. Uh, he calls it the industrial technological system instead of technocracy. But he says, is it better if technocracy basically reaches fruition? Or, I mean, what's going to be less painful to humanity? Or if we revolt against it and destroy it right now, either one is going to lead to the death of a lot of people. And the further we get into it, the, the, the more death there'll be if we try to remove it. Because, again, if you turned off electricity and the Internet tonight and told people, somehow blasted it out to them from a government loudspeaker, you have no electricity and you have no Internet for the next year, in the world we live in today, 80% of people would probably kill each other tomorrow. It'd be done and over with. You know, the funny thing is, even back in the 40s and uh, 30s, when uh, these authors wrote these books uh, about um, uh, George Orwell with uh, 1984 and uh, Animal Farm, I mean, it's laid right out there. And he was showing you the, the direction we were going and same way with Aldous Huxley and Brave New World. It's just insanity. And people don't even realize, oh, H.G. Wells, he was so great. I'm going, the guy was a Fabian socialist. Yeah. And Huxley's, bro and Huxley's brother, Julian, was involved with, he's a, he invented the term transhumanism in the in yeah. the 50s so i mean a lot all these guys are connected in and that's that's part of it that i've been talking about too is it's it's they were predictive programming it's really re i believe in this revelation of method uh my friend dan Golbach was talking about it i started studying some more of that recently where basically they come out and they reveal their methods and that has to do with their dark spirituality where their conscience is clear in their mind and their karma is intact because they told us what they we're going to do i mean if you look at them as coming from the side of satan and the antichrist they're basically telling you here's our methods this is what we're doing if you don't revolt against it in their mind 
basically they're protected as, as far as how they see it, which I can believe that. It makes sense to me.